You're listening to the Property Nomads podcast, your one-stop shop for property, business, and travel-related content, tying it all together to help guide you towards success. If you like the podcast, please share with others, subscribe, and leave us a review. So get your gear together and let's get going. Hi, it's Rob, and today we have nine ways to make money in property Since the Property Nomads have been in existence, we've trialed quite a few things and these are the top nine ways that we feel you can make money in property. Number one, sourcing. Now this is the bread and butter of the Property Nomads, apart from the podcast of course. Sourcing, you are effectively the middleman, so you are finding people that have got money that want to invest and then you're finding people that need to sell their properties. You're matching the two together, you take a fee, voila, job done. That is property sourcing in a nutshell. Now, of course, on that you can source buy-to-lets, you can source houses of multiple occupation, you can source land, you can pretty much source anything that you want as long as you create a win-win situation. Sourcing is very useful especially if you've got clients that number one have got money but number two don't have the time not everyone enjoys going around dealing with estate agents on viewing property if you enjoy doing that you've got enough time on your hands then sourcing is definitely for you it is a very good way to make money in property number two project management so if you're sourcing for clients that might live abroad or, or do not live in their investment area let's for example say you are sourcing in Manchester but all your clients live in London and don't want to go to Manchester then what you can do is you can project manage so if people haven't got the time to go to them to their investment area you can do the project management for them that involves a lot of you know back and forth with photos making sure the project starts properly make sure that it finishes properly it's another good way to supplement the sourcing It's another product or service that you can add. We do do the same thing up in Hull. It does work really well, especially with international clients. Number two, project management. Number three, buying and holding. Love this strategy in property. It's so long term. It's brilliant. Buy a property. Again, that could be a buy to let, house and multiple occupation, whatever floats your boat. Buy it, hold it. Now, if you do that, over time, due to inflation, due to economic circumstances, the value of that property will increase. If you're not familiar with the 18-year property cycle, then go and do some research on it. Go and just go on Google, have a look at it, and you will see that there is a property cycle. You will have periods where house prices will go up and you will have periods where they go down. But over the very long run, over time, thanks to inflation, etc., the real price of the property will increase. Now, at the time of recording, being in property three and a half years and having bought numerous properties and then having refinanced them, it definitely does happen. Of course, there are people out there that have been doing it for 20, 30 years and they will have sort of a lot more authority with that because they're going to have more proof than, say, three and a half years of being investing. But you always hear these stories of people that bought and our houses for £50,000 back in the 70s in London, and then all of a sudden it's worth over a million pounds nowadays. You do get those stories, and that's important, and that is important because 
buying and holding, let time take care of absolutely everything. Hold the asset, let the asset work for you rather than you work for the asset. So number three, buying and holding property. Number four, flipping or, or trading as you might know it. So again, this is just the art of buying a property, adding value, whether that's through renovation or doing an extension or anything like that, and then selling it. This is a very good way to get chunky money. Buying and holding isn't necessarily chunky. If you buy right, you'll get most of your finance back out, so there's not much money left in the deal. But flipping or trading is, is a very good complementary strategy. Again, if you add the right value in the right place, there can be a lot of money to be made. Now, general rule of thumb, if you're you know, in the Midlands up north, certain areas of Scotland and Wales, nine times out of 10, adding value to a regular three bedroom property could just be a light refurb. When you get to areas such as, for example, London, uh, Reading, Brighton to an extent, adding value is completely different. Adding value isn't just a light refurb, but it can be changing the layout, making a one bed flat into a two bed flat, for example, or making an apartment very boutique. So quite an in-depth upgrade. Of course, if you do that and you're in the south, your GDV at the end, chances are it's going to be a lot higher. An example would be if you bought a, a flat in South London, just say you bought it for £300,000 and it's a two-bed property. If you make it really boutique and you know the area, obviously do your homework before, but you might spend £50,000, £60,000 on making it really boutique and at the end that property might be worth £450,000. That's a lot of value you've added. That's just an example. I'm not saying that that actually does happen with those numbers, but I do know of people that are doing similar things in and around London. So go and connect with them, research them, and just do your own due diligence on that. But that is a very good way of making chunky money in property. Number five, lettings. Now, at the time of recording, the property nomads don't do lettings. It's something that we might explore further on in the future. But having been actively involved with a couple of lettings agents, it is a really, really good way to make money in property. You're just adding a supplementary service. It's a very useful service especially if you are an investor, you don't live in your local area and you don't want to manage your properties, you're going to want to have a lettings agent. There's quite a few rules to consider, quite a few different hoops you have to jump through to set up a lettings agent, quite a few bits of paperwork to get in place. However, once it's up and running and you've got a good client base, it can be very, very profitable despite all these recent changes in regulations. If you're sourcing and you're project managing, then lettings is something that you might want to consider just so you can offer that full package to investors. Number six, orientation slash investor days. So if you're in an area and you know your area inside out, when people start getting involved in property, we all do the same thing. We go from area to area. We want to find out more about for example, Liverpool, Hull, Middlesbrough, Newcastle, all these places, because we're trying to decide where to invest. Now, if you can position yourself to run an orientation or investor day, it's very, very useful. They can range from anything from £97 to 497 
And the idea is you are able to provide this service for people that are looking to get involved in property. If you don't know anything about an area, for example, and you can spend four, five, six hours with someone who knows the area inside out, you are going to learn a lot from them. It's a very good investment to make. I've done them before. I found them to be really, really useful because you're almost fast tracking your knowledge, especially if you're short on time as well. You want to make sure that you are maximizing your time. And if you can maximize your time, you will want to invest and have an investor day with someone that knows their area inside out. Orientation investor days are something that the property nomads have done before. We do still do them. We just don't advertise them that well, purely because we're doing a lot of sourcing and project management at the moment. But if it is something that interests you, just email rona at thepropertynomads.com. That's R-H-O-N-A at thepropertynomads.com for more information. But certainly if you're in a similar position to us and you're operating in different areas, get your peripheral hat on. Orientation investor days are really, really useful. If you listen to this and you want to get started in property, the same principle applies. Caveat mTOR, buyer beware. Do some research on the people that you want to have an orientation day with. Make sure they're legitimate. Make sure they know what they're talking about. Make sure they know what they're doing. Check out their social media profiles, etc. And then when you're ready, if you feel like they're going to be a good fit for you, you know, get in touch and do that. Number seven, write books. Write books is a very good way to make money in property. It's also a really good way to add value to other people. Now, you'll see this in the property industry, in the property market, where a lot of it on the training side is quite unregulated. That, you know, everyone's you know, doing their own thing. Everyone's trying to promote themselves as the go-to people. But if you can write a book like not a lot of people have done, that is really, really useful. If I'm lucky enough to have written Buy to Let How to Get Started, go and check it out on Amazon. There'll be a link in the show notes. And this was my way of being able to add value to other people. It's also my way of giving back as well. Writing books also gives you that authority status as well, and it helps to position you without a shadow of a doubt. It's a really, really useful tool to do. Writing a book isn't that easy. I'm not going to pretend that it was easy for me to do. It takes a lot of discipline. It takes a lot of research. It takes a lot of knowledge. And it does take a good team, a good editing team, a publisher to work with you as well in order for it to be successful. As well as adding value, yes, of course, you can make money from book sales. It's not going to set the world alight, let's be honest. However, that being said, having done it myself, yes, it is a good way to make money in property. Of course, if you're making your book property related, uh, that, that really does help. Number eight, classroom training. Again, going back to the point I've just made about you know, everyone offering you know, their masterminds, you know, come and sit my course, come and do this, come and do that. A lot of people are divided on this. Now, I completely understand the sort of the the capitalist nature of it. If you are in a position to be able to run classroom training and you do it ethically, you do it so it's in line with your values and you do it so you are truly creating win-win situations, not just with yourself, with your clients, then I'm all for it 100%. Training is a really, really useful way to make money in property. We do have a couple of 
things that we're working on. However, we want to make sure that we have a bit more authority first, a bit more, yeah, some, some better case studies, basically. We don't want to be considered the, are these as these absolute pretenders. I'm not suggesting that there are people that are, but again, as with anything, you have to do your homework. If you're looking to get in property and you're thinking of doing some training, please, please, please do your homework on the people offering the training. Do some research, check company's house. You know, are they doing what they say they're doing? All these things. But there's um, a four season mentorship episode, podcast episode that we've done before. We'll put a link in the show notes. Listen to that because that will really help you if you're just getting involved in property. But from a making money in property side, yeah, training is a really, really good way of doing that classroom training, e-training. Again, the property nomads, we've got something in, we've got a few things in the pipeline. Do keep listening, check them out in due course. We also do offer things such as strategy days, some on-patch training as well. Go and check out the website, www.thepropertynomads.com forward slash mentorship for them. Again, link in the show notes. And talking of mentoring, that's number nine. One-on-one mentoring is really useful. Personally, I've paid for quite a bit of mentoring before, and I can honestly say that it was worth every penny. To have someone to help you and to guide you so you can learn from their mistakes is really, really useful rather than you making your own. Mentoring can help accelerate your growth. Mentoring can get you from A to B a lot quicker. It doesn't necessarily make it easier. In fact, if anything, mentoring almost makes sort of the journey, and I say that lightly, it makes it harder because you're going to get pushed. You're going to get pushed a lot more. You're going to have people, you're going to have a mentor that's going to make you accountable. All these things. So having been a mentee, I can honestly say it was really, really good value for money. That's because I took the time to research my mentor. I took my time to get to know him and you know I've never looked back but from a business point of view again if you've got if you're in a if you're in a position to be able to offer mentoring then great and it's something that we do at the property nomads as well we're very specific about that mentoring process we're very specific about our clients you know are you looking to get started in property are you looking to go down the buy to let route or are you looking to source if you just getting started and you're looking to go down one of those two routes, we're the people for you. We don't do commercial conversions. We don't do land development at the time of recording. So we're not going to create a course about how to do it because we haven't done it ourselves. But if you're getting into buy to let, you're getting into sourcing and you want to get your first property under your belt, we are the people for you because we've been there. We've done that. We understand the pressures that you face. We understand in you know the common dreams and the visions that people have about financial freedom time freedom it's not easy people shape it up to be an absolute walk in the park it is not a walk in the park property can be quite tough it can be quite lonely but that's life anyway that's me waffling on on one number nine is mentoring again go and check out our website if that's something that interests you if you're getting into buy to let sourcing or you haven't got a property yet go and uh, check out the website again link in the show notes so in summary nine ways to make money in property number one is sourcing number two project management number three buying and holding number four flipping and trading number five lettings number six orientation or investor days 
Number seven is to write books. Number eight is to do training. And number nine is to do mentoring. These are the things that we've been involved with one way or another that creates our list. And as ever, link up with us on all the social media platforms. Look for myself, Rob Smallbone. Look for Matt McSherry, Rachel Taylor Lawrence as well. We're on Facebook. Also go and check out the Property Nomads podcast Facebook page. We're on Instagram as well. And as mentioned a couple of times in that episode, go and check out the website too. If any of the training mentoring is of interest to you or you want to know more about it, and go to the website, propertynomads.com forward slash mentorship. All the information will be on there. We look forward to working with you in due course. And next week, quite a funky episode of how to source property in your pants. So you do not want to miss that one out. I look forward to catching up with you next week. And as Matt's not here, in true Matt style, I'll feel the same.